Good morning. This is Lisa with Christian Warrior Woman. I want to wish everyone a good morning and a blessed start to your day. So I want to give you um, some nuggets, and they're actually seven. Isn't seven God's favorite number? So let's start out with seven um, good thoughts about what we can do um, to increase our faith and also be successful each and every day. You know, the the last uh, podcast I talked about was how desperate are you for God to manifest a miracle or to bring healing or to bring change. But many of us lose hope because if you're like me, we're not really good at being patient, right? We're not being, we're not good at believing that what we can't see in the physical realm, that in the spirit realm, God is working on our behalf. So I want to give you some tips on what you can be doing while you are waiting for the Lord that will not only keep you busy, keep you focused, but believe it or not, if you're waiting and watching the clock tick, like many believers that I have ministered to, God made me a promise and I'm just waiting And I'm always asking, but what are you doing while you're waiting? Well, I'm just waiting. And they don't, they're not busy doing anything else because they prayed for something and they're just waiting, sitting on their hands, sitting on their talents, sitting on their abilities. So I'm going to give you some tips on what you can do. And while hopefully you listen to this while you're driving to work or before you start your day, but I want you to think about how you can bring this about for yourself. So let's start with a couple of scriptures that I want you to focus on today. The first one is Psalms 27 and 14. It says, wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Okay, Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Okay, I'm going to read something that I found in Google about hope as well. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that, we see not. Then do we with patience wait for it. So, we're talking about waiting on the Lord. And I had to learn this, and I have to remind myself of this on many occasions. Even things you're anxious or stressed over. These steps will help you. So I hope by now you have thought, maybe I should get a pen and paper. Maybe I should get my Bible. Maybe I should hold on to this scripture of Psalms 27, 14 and Peter 3, 9. They're not long um, verses. So you can memorize these. And guess what? When you get impatient, when you get worried, or when you think, or, or maybe I should say, when the enemy allows you to believe, 
that God is not for you and not working on your behalf, that there aren't angels going before you, protecting you, covering you with the blood, and all of that stuff, that you can hold on to these two passages. Many times people say, just have faith. That's nice. But you know, faith has to come with some works. Faith has to come with some action. Faith has to be filled with your hope, filled with your desire, filled with your determination. So when people give you a blasé scripture of just have faith, you know, that's easy to just say off your lips. But to actually do it, to live it, to practice it, it's difficult. It's like losing weight. But we won't go there today. It's, it's when you set a goal of losing weight. And every day, you somehow keep eating. But one day, you have to, it's like you've got to get your mind. For me, i got to get a right mindset. And what are we supposed to do every day? Renew our mind. You can't be disciplined. Um, you can't focus on what God has for you unless you wake up with a renewed mind. And I'm not telling you something that I have perfected. I'm telling you something that I am still working on um, to get that breakthrough. I go through um, months or even I've gone through years where I've been focused and determined with renewed mind. And then I fall off the wagon. And it's hard getting back on the wagon. It's hard getting your mind back in check with all the things going around us in the world. It's hard. So I'm not sitting here trying to paint this as something easy. Otherwise, we'd all be successful millionaires because we're so disciplined. Right? So let me share with you the seven steps. I'm not making this podcast long because I want you to be able to replay it and replay it until you receive it in your soul and in your spirit to the point that when you pray, you are praying and and each day you are like, I want you to get, you can use your phone, you can use a piece of paper, you can use your calendar, but start marking how you can make this happen in your life. Doesn't matter if you're a student, if you're working, stay at home mom, These steps can help you. Are you ready for these steps? I want to hear you. I want to hear you say to yourself, I am ready to start this day with God's seven steps for me. These steps will, and you know what? It's not about, Lisa, I'm all successful in seven. If I share these seven steps with you and one or two of them you put into your life, that's change. You know, we set ourselves up sometimes that, well, I didn't do all seven. I did two perfectly. I did one perfectly. And it gave me what I needed to be successful. Then praise God. Hallelujah. And I'm thumbing up with you wherever you are. Okay. You got your scriptures. Psalms 27, 14, Peter 3, 9. So let's start with step one. While you're waiting on God to provide a husband, provide a job, provide a house, provide um, children that are disciplined, or maybe you're waiting on a baby, what can you do? Step one, take care of your temple. I'm not going to go through all the scriptures for you that advise you of this, but you can simply Google 
If you need to have a scripture about learning about self-care. We live in a time, and as women, we take care of everybody but ourselves. As I was just talking about losing weight, imagine. Don't worry about, you might be saying, well, Lisa, I got to lose 50 or 60 or whatever. You know what? Let's celebrate losing 10. 10 can change your life. 10 can change your health. 10 can help you live longer. So let's short, let's create a short goal. Let's lose 10 pounds. Let's implement a 30, 40 minute workout every day. Right? When we talk about taking care of ourselves, taking care of our teeth, taking care of our vision, maybe you need eyes, taking care of your skin. Self-care. Also, when we talk about self-care, talking about finding time for just yourself. Maybe it's, if you have high blood pressure, maybe you need to learn how to relax. Losing those 10 pounds can take you off medication, possibly. So along with self-care, let's try to remove excess sugar, carbs. Let's try to eat three to five small meals a day. Let's have balance. Let's not eat a lot of fried foods. Self-care. We need water. Our bodies are 70% water. Let's drink water. Let's hydrate. You know how young and sexy and beautiful your skin will look with just water? Imagine, just water. None of us want to be dry and wrinkly. You could use all those expensive face creams that you want. If you don't drink water, it doesn't matter. It's what's inside. Let's take vitamins. Wow, imagine that. <laughs> Let's take vitamins. Let's, so number one, imagine, I got seven. But if you just did number one, your life could be changed. Um, let's go to step two. What about taking care of loved ones? Sometimes we need our focus to be, you know, letting God use us in the lives of our family members. It's not always preaching that you're going to hell and that you're this and that and the other. Maybe just showing love. Maybe showing up for someone. Maybe deciding to pray every day for certain family members. Or maybe all family members. Maybe your immediate family has a number of needs. Maybe your children are living a lifestyle or that's not acceptable to God from what the Lord has shared with you. Maybe they're not working or maybe they're living off you. Who knows? Maybe they're not responsible and disciplined in their life. And your words are falling on deaf ears. So maybe the best thing is to pray for them. I have seen God change. Um, I had a son that was, I felt addicted to playing video games. So I was determined to pray, to break that, because I saw it as almost an idolatry thing. And I'm not telling you that, that if you do that, that that's what you do. But when something consumes your whole life and is preventing your success, that's an idol. If it's preventing you from reading your Bible, preventing you from worshiping 
the one true God. It's an idol. So I prayed. My husband and I prayed. We never said a word to him. We just prayed. And we, it was like literally two years. We just prayed. Never said a word to him. And one day during the holidays, the only reason why I'm saying two years, because we found out two years later that our prayer was answered. While we were having Thanksgiving, um, the kids were about to play video. And I said to my son, oh, I'm surprised that you weren't the one that would suggest it. And he said, guess what? Hopefully I'll never hear this video. I mean, this podcast. (laughs) He said, you know what? I can't play anymore. And I said, what? He was like, you know, when I, the, the games I used to play, I get a bad headache when I try to play the games. So he was like, I had to stop. I was getting such a bad headache that it made me stop playing. My husband and I are looking at each other like without him knowing. And then we kind of went in the room and gave each other a high five, like, oh, 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 praise the Lord. It worked. It worked. And so, you know, sometimes your victory isn't putting it in their face. Well, we prayed for you to not play video games again. But my husband and I knew that when we went in the room, it was like we had just won a championship. We were like, wow, it worked. It worked. The Lord answered our prayer. He can't play video games. Whoa! He would probably crack up to know that we were in there, you know, praising God and rejoicing that he couldn't do that. But you may have a family member. Maybe it's drugs. Maybe it's alcohol. Maybe it's um, just no focus. And you want them to be focused and telling them is not working. So maybe that just deciding to read your word, pray and join with maybe the other parent or join with another relative that you can pray for this person. So and these are remember, doesn't mean you have to do all seven. Maybe for you, you can. If you're single with no children, you may be able to do all seven of these. But what I do know Everyone listening can do one or two or half of these. So the next one is serving in your community. Whether you want to call it volunteer or maybe you're doing it today, but are you serving to check a box or are you serving and impacting lives? Um, maybe you're, you're serving in Meals on Wheels. Imagine what you're doing um, for those seniors. Also, when we talk about serving, you know, we always we know that, <coughs> excuse me, about let's not let our mind become idle. When we're serving, we're keeping ourselves busy. We're keeping ourselves focused. And but guess what? Time is flying. <coughs> excuse me. Time is moving. But so are we. And so is what God is doing. And you'll be surprised how serving brings a new joy and new life to what, how you see your own problems. What I've learned through serving, when I'm serving and with for other people and I see their struggle, my struggle doesn't seem that, that bad. You know, it's sometimes it shows me how petty some of the things that I desire are when people are struggling with real life issues. So serve, you could serve in your church, you could serve in your community, you can help build someone a house, or maybe you just know a senior person 
who could use someone to go to the grocery store with. Oh, who knows? Maybe you could start your own community group that um, picks up garbage in your community. There's so many things that you can do. And this also involves you meeting other people that you can let your light shine before. So let's go to step four. Maybe you need to make more money. Maybe you're praying for God to help you with debt. Maybe you're helping your desire is to own a house one day. So maybe in in praying for a better job, you need to really work good at the current job you have. You know, we've all done this probably in our lives. We're not happy in one job, so we're just going to work miserable. Does that please God? Or even though they may not treating be treating you the best, you can be giving them your best because what you're doing is you're sowing your seed. They may have discord. They may have um, false accusations to you, against you. But so did Jesus. You know, is God going to make things more perfect for us than he did for Jesus? Are we not going to have struggle and strife? But what we can do is put our best foot forward. And I've had to do this in my life. I've had to do this where I knew going in every day that people were conspiring against me for my gender and for my race. But what I had to decide was I was being paid good money and the Lord had put me there and I may be the only one. But I'm going to reap my success and my paycheck until another opportunity prevents itself. And believe it or not, each time God provided an opportunity that might have doubled my salary, tripled my salary, moved me to dream locations, and provided my children with a better lifestyle. So believe it or not, don't go down to their level. So again, where am I? We're at step four, and we're more than halfway there. When you're thinking about when I'm waiting on the Lord, I have to display the character that's in the word, the character the Holy Spirit is advising me and guiding me to live and lead before men, not just before people who are nice to us, but before people who are not nice to us. Because you know how I look at it? I'm going to reap something greater because my if my strife and my struggle is stronger then that means my reward is going to be greater and bigger. And that's what you have to tell yourself, okay? So if you need to, along the same lines of step four, I'm going to step five. If you need to make more money, one way could be maybe step five, you need to learn a skill. You know, sometimes, you know, young people call it side hustle, hustle, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. But maybe you can start working on your own business on the side. And it will bring a great balance to maybe not having a great job that's nine to five. But when you're working on your passion, then it balances. You know what? Maybe you go to work and you're excited about after work because of what you're creating and what you're doing in a side business or you're doing an online course, learning a whole new skill, because you're building your future for something different. 
I am in late 50s and I am working on, I call it um, one of my, my last hurrah skill of going to school um, for a year or two years to work on something not only can I do before retirement, but in retirement, and I can do it until the Lord calls me home. What is it you're passionate about? I have a lot of hobbies, so I have had a lot of um, businesses that have been successful. It didn't take a whole lot of money to start, and you know, that's relative. What's a lot of money to me and a lot of money to you may be two different things. But if you pray about it and you really let the Lord focus you on what are what's a skill and a talent that you have that people have told you about your whole life, that you know that you're among the few people that you even know that's really good at this. That sounds like a business to me. So step five is learning a skill. Maybe it's perfecting the skill. Maybe it's getting a certification in something that you can do that can bring you more money, that may result in you being able to leave that nine to five and pursuing this um, pursuing this skill and hobby and talent full time. Five. So five was, I'm sorry. So we talked about if you need to make more money and learning a skill. And going back to whether we call it college or we're going back to a tech school or you might even be able to get mentored or tutored by someone that can help you in that field. Six, this kind of goes along with um, community, but it's six. Have you ever thought about, we have young people in desperate need of a person that's key in their life. Have you ever thought of foster care? You know, sometimes we we think about ministry as, oh, I've got to be a pastor. I've got to be over um, X amount of people. But something that I know that the Lord put in my heart from a young age before, you know, literally probably age 21, 22, I knew that I would foster, that I may adopt a child. I knew whether I could have children or not, that if I could change one life, I was young, and I, I later was told the Lord said I set the bar too low. But I thought at 21 when I graduated that if there was one life that in my lifetime that I could impact and bring change to, then it would substantiate my even being born. I look at that now and say, wow, that was a low, low bar. And I have to admit, the Holy Spirit wound up sharing with me later on after I did foster care, after I adopted a child, after I adopted a second child, that I realized, but I was young. I was, you know, as we say, we were on milk. When on milk, you don't necessarily can see the whole picture, but it was the direction. So for you, maybe it's foster care, that when we're looking at the way the world is, wow, how special would it be if a believer took upon themselves to give a child a home for X amount of time that we can impact and they can see that there is a difference. Okay, so that's number six, foster care, looking into that or even working in your 
youth department in your church. There are many young people, maybe going to your local elementary school or whatever and asking, can you tutor? They might obviously need to do a background check or whatever. So be it. But maybe you can do that to bless another young person. Teach them a skill that maybe you learned early that it's helped set you up for success. Give them someone they could talk to that a phone number that they can call if they ever just needed help or needed an escape to someone who cared. My seventh and last, and I'm sure this is the Lord's um, seventh choice, is take yourself on a deep dive Bible study. There are so many ways to study the word. There are online reading plans, church plans, Wednesday night Bible study, or just you and the Lord meditating on his word, setting aside time every day. Maybe you're a person who you're not the challenge. You don't need to lose 10 pounds. Maybe you need to gain 10 pounds and gain a deeper understanding of the word, a deep Bible study, finding a particular story you want to learn from. And what I've learned, and I shared this, I think this week, even on Facebook, I used to be so focused on how many chapters a day that I need to read. And what I want you to to not focus on is how many chapters, but how much revelation how how the word went before you pray before reading and asking the Lord to let the word be that sharp edged sword in your own heart that it could be a verse that you wind up on that just opens up and breaks away the hard shell on your heart that restores those dreams that you have pushed away and said it could never happen for me to give you the courage that if you're in an abusive relationship that the Lord shows you your exit. Don't focus on how much. Focus on how much you receive versus how much you read. I want you to get that in your soul. That in church, we can be religious and churchy and say, you should read five chapters a day or you should read three. No, you should get You should read a word that empowers you each day. So whether it's, um, as I was talking about um, 1 Samuel, and I, I looked at Hannah and looked at how she was desperate for what God had for her. Believe it or not, some of those hungers and drive that you have, the Lord already put there. It just needs you to activate it with the word, which the word will give you hope. The word will give you courage. The word will give you strength to your very bones. Why do I say that? Excuse that noise going by. Because the word says that. The word says that he can bring those dry bones to life. So today, let's get those dry things up. Let's water. Let's water ourselves with the word. Let's water our, our temple 
with eating correctly. Let's water ourselves with self-care. Let's water ourselves with showing love to one another. Let's water ourselves with serving in our community. Let's learn a new skill. Let's go back to school. Let's be that beacon and that bright light in our community. So I'm going to read those seven one more time, and I'm going to give you a praise the Lord. I'm going to give you a hallelujah, and I'm going to send you off this day knowing that God is with you. One, I want you to remember the scripture again. You can say it with me. Psalms 27, 14 and Peter 3, 9. One, take care of your temple. Self-care, work out. 10-pound goal. Two, take care of loved ones. Three, serve in your community. Four, if you need to make more money, learn a skill. Start a, a business. Um, dive deep into your hobby. Go back to college if you need to. Five, go back to college. Six, foster care. Seven, the deep dive Bible study. Guess what, ladies? Have a great day. And the Lord be with you. Amen.